What is going on, FA Nation? John and Pembe here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here for Friday's 10-game NBA DFS main slate, recording here on Thursday evening with a five-gamer going. James, how you doing? I'm doing well. Nice little 10-gamer to end the work week. Um, just a small a guy, of, you know? Just a, just a small little 10-gamer with a bunch of teams on back-to-backs. Lakers... Memphis, Brooklyn, um, all on back-to-backs. But, uh, looks no injury news the over, right, James? Definitely no one hurt, no one potentially sitting on back-to-backs. And it's just going to be a smooth sailing podcast, and nothing's going to change yeah. by uh, us. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely not a lot of guys that are <laughs> questionable for this 10-game slate. That's true. Uh, if you can't pick up the sarcasm, uh, there's a lot of guys whose statuses are unknown. Going into this Friday 10-game slate, uh, there's going to probably be a boatload of value eventually opening up. Uh, some of these guys we for sure won't even know until post-lock. Hopefully not, but, uh, you know, some of the key names, James, do you, have, do you have them in front of you by chance? Yeah, Russell Westbrook has a dislocated finger. He's going up against Boston, so Raul Neto's season might be back for another game. Um, Lakers on a back-to-back, so obviously we got to monitor LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, Kyrie sat out on Thursday, so obviously his status is up in the air. Darren Fox is, the Kings are hopeful he is going to play. We are not because we want to play Tyrese Halliburton. Kidding, kind of. Um, Christian Wood, currently questionable. Once again, DeMarcus Cousins still too cheap across the industry. Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, both probable. Rashawn Holmes didn't practice Wednesday. He is questionable. Derrick Rose, probable. Catching my breath. Um, all those Bulls guys, Markinen, Sadaransky, all out again. Ubre is currently probable. Evan Fournier hasn't played in like three years. He's questionable again. We know, Mar- unfortunately, Markel Fultz tore his ACL. He's out. Alec Burks already ruled out. So that's nice. Um, Draymond Green probable. Uh, just, just uh, oh, Joe Ingles listed as questionable. Just keep going down the list. Michael Carter Williams already ruled out. Justin um, Thompson, questionable. Robert Williams, Thompson, questionable. Jeff Teague, questionable. So we just, um, Daniel House already ruled out. Reggie Bullock listed as probable, but it doesn't matter. Austin Rivers' season is upon us. Um, and then we'll have to monitor, obviously, KCP if he ends up suiting up. We're recording a little before uh, the start of that Lakers tip. So if KCP plays... We don't have to worry about him for. Did you get Rashawn Holmes that I missed that one? I did. I did get Rashawn Holmes. He didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, questionable for. for. So maybe uh, maybe if he doesn't end up playing, uh, maybe the Hawazan Whiteside maybe put twelve minutes. Uh, no. No Marvin. No John Marvin Bagley. We know. Well, that is for sure our hope. We'll get we'll get to that as we come across the positions. But as we mentioned, a lot of guys were waiting to find out. Uh, it is a 10-game slate here. Uh, a couple totals that are out already. Orlando, Houston, 227. One that we're definitely going to look at. Utah, Milwaukee, 231 on that one. Uh, those are the, the primary ones that we have out already. Uh, OKC, New York, 208. So uh, <laughs> not quite uh, the matchup that we're, we're looking to target on a 10-gamer. Phoenix, Detroit's 218. Charlotte, New Orleans, the Battle of the Balls, 217. Game total, there uh late night hammers the uh we don't have yet for totals but clippers golden state should be a high scoring game toronto sacramento chicago la 
uh, I'd imagine all those games are 225 or above as well. What if we see LaMelo and Lonzo fight? and both get ejected from this game. I'm hoping that for this game only do special guest referee of LeVar, but, um, you know, probably. Special coach, special coach for both teams, LeVar Ball? Hey, maybe, he, you know what, LiAngelo signed to the G League today. So, uh, once again, all of the balls in the uh, in the NBA system. So, uh, but I digress. Let's go ahead, James. we got a lot to get to. We'll go with the point guard position. I'm looking at FanDuel 4 positional, uh, you know, positions here just for the sake of the conversation. Of course, we'll still look at DraftKings pricing. Uh, as you mentioned, though, the top of the point guard position here, Russell Westbrook uh, dealing with that dislocated finger. Kyrie Irving was uh, out today. I guess now it's personal. I saw, I saw differing uh, reports come out. Uh, we'll see if he ends up playing. Steph Curry is a game-time decision probable. Uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox has a hamstring. So, like, all but John Wall has a questionable tag on him for this top-tier point guard position. Yeah, and I like John Wall quite a bit at going up against Colante defense. John Wall averaging 41 fantasy points over his last four games. Um, he's completely back. He looked great uh, in, in that matchup against Indiana and a tough matchup against Indiana against Malcolm Brogdon. And we obviously know Cole Anthony is no Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon defensively. So um, I'm willing to pay for Wall here. I think the price kind of makes him more of a cash game play. I, I think there's like 50-point upside, but... We've seen it once, but I don't know how much more than that, especially when you share the floor with James Harden. So I think Wall's a, a, a strong cash game play here um, at 8K. Kyrie, if he plays, is obviously elite. I saw personal reasons, so um, we'll obviously have to uh, watch the news for Friday. And I don't think I'm going to play De'Aaron Fox with a bum hamstring. You, he could blow not, that thing not out. Not, not against Kyle Lowry, I would probably. Yeah. Yeah, that is like a dude that annoys you to begin with. So now you have a bum hamstring. I'm out on Fox. and um, So I think Wall really does it for me here at the top. And if Kyrie plays, obviously we can play Kyrie as well. Uh, would you play Lowry either against Fox or Halliburton? Does that, does that Hell matter yeah. at all? Oh, yeah, it does. And I'm not usually a Kyle Lowry guy. Um, but I am. I like Kyle Lowry. You do like Kyle Lowry more than I do, but there's he's no... Definitely, he's, I'll, I'll have to cut you off. He's definitely more of a cash game play yep. more often. He's very, very solid in his production. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing, and you bring up a good point. I think him and Wall are the perfect like cash game candidates here at this pretty much the same price tag, doing the same things, 41 fantasy points per game over his last five. 27 and 6 for Lowry. I mean, that's what we've come to expect. And uh, for a team that's struggling and just 1 and 6 now, I think they've moved after they lost to Phoenix. I mean, he's going to continue to try to grind out wins for his team. And uh, yeah, I like Kyle Lowry quite a bit in cash. Uh, we're going down sort of the mid tier range here, under 7,000. Uh, we mentioned LaMelo Ball and Fandle was $6,900. Uh, Lamella over on DraftKings is 65. Lonzo is 64. Lonzo on FanDuel is 63. And in between them, we have Kobe White on FanDuel at $6,600. White's been playing out of his mind. Uh, and Lamella, especially over on uh, DraftKings, you're getting sort of the bump there when he you know, can fill up the stat sheet for you. Only 23 minutes in that game against Atlanta. Um, you know, How are you dealing with the balls and uh, Kobe White here? Um... I like Kobe White quite a bit in tournaments. I like the matchup against um, 
Dennis Schroeder. I'm going to probably keep going back to the LaMelo well here because uh, we're just getting constant production. Uh, 44, 31, 37, 37, 34. That's his fantasy production over the last five games. So um, I can't really see a scenario where I don't like LaMelo in tournaments. And I think Lonzo's interesting in tournaments, but I'd rather just find $100 more and play LaMelo who you know, doesn't have to deal with Brandon Ingram and Zion soaking up all the usage. Yeah, you know, one thing that I found was a little bit interesting with LaMelo was that, you know, for a while there, you know, Charlotte was up big and uh, Atlanta made a run there at the end and he got checked out. They, did, they didn't let him finish that game. Um, they put Gordon Hayward back in to close that game out in the final unit, um, you know, had Bridges, it had Hayward, had Rozier, it had Washington, and it had Graham. You know, we've talked a lot about with LaMelo, you know, is he getting those 30-minute-a-game runs because, you know, they've been in blowout situations. And if you look, you know, in this game, you know, the spurts that LaMelo had, um, you know, what's your take? Do you, do you think, you know, the early production has been because Charlotte hasn't been in competitive contests? Or do you think he really is a guy that we can expect 30 minutes a night out of? I mean, I think there's a... I think it's probably more the former. I think we should probably temper the 30-minute game, 30-minute-per-game expectations. I think it 26, 27 is more his speed. Um, but they were running a three-guard lineup the other night with LaMelo, Rozier, and Graham all on the floor at one time. I mean, LaMelo is huge for a point guard. So he can play, you know, that, like, hybrid three on defense – I think it's more 26, 27, 28 minutes, more okay. than it is 30, 31, 32. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair. And how about Lonzo? Any interest in him? Tournaments. Just tournaments. Okay. Uh, if we're going down again a little bit further, under 6K over on FanDuel. Um, you know, Marcus Smart is a point guard on FanDuel now. He did play 32 minutes in his return. Uh, 9, 4, and 6. You know, he's been pretty steady in the you know low, high 20s, low 30s. So, uh, first game back there against Miami, a little bit down, but you know, up against Washington, you, you know, any any thoughts there on him at fifty nine hundred? Uh, yeah, he's okay. Uh, the, Boston's just getting like all of its production from Tatum and yep. Brown, so Brown. he's okay. Like he he's a cash guy. Okay. Um, Below him on FanDuel, we have guys like Elf Payton, Tyus Jones, who they'll be on a back-to-back, Cole Anthony, um, who may very well be the starting point guard for Orlando now, um, you know, dealing with the injury, the season injury to Fultz and Carter Williams being injured. Um, Austin Rivers is somebody that you nailed the other day, uh, came through big for you. And then, of course, we'll have to wait on the Teague news, but Peyton Pritchard also available there under $5,000. Yeah, I think this next tier is interesting I Cole Anthony is fine. He's a volume shooter who's not going to be efficient. If he we do get him in in this type of environment, you know, it's going to be an up tempo game, a nice total. You know, he's probably going to play in a blowout too, right? So Cole Anthony's fine. I think it comes down to for me if Westbrook plays, I'm just going to go play Raul Neto at 3900 and then move on. And I know he wasn't great, 
the last time Westbrook sat. Um, but he's 3,900, and we've seen a 40-point ceiling at the same time. So uh, if Westbrook sits, I probably will ignore most of them and just go down yeah. to play uh, round NATO. Yeah, NATO's 4,200 on FanDuel, so that's a, that's a good play for sure. Uh, let's jump on over to shooting guard. We have James Harden. Um, you know, the, I had my concerns about Harden uh, going into that slate against Indiana, um, you know, with the supporting cast that's around him. And, you know, we now haven't really had those huge games since those guys have been back healthy. 43 and 42 FanDuel points the last two games. Christian Wood not being in the lineup, everybody's like, oh, big usage guy out. They put DeMarcus Cousins in the starting lineup as if Cousins, people forgot the type of usage monster that DeMarcus Cousins is. And he came in and he dominated that whole first half. Um, you know, Harden, no price discount, though. Still 11400 You know, is Harden playable to you at this price? Uh, just tournaments. Just just strictly tournaments, and that's it. And But I won't be doing it. Uh, not, on, just, not on a 10-game slate. You can't get a 4x return on an 11k guy on a 10-game slate. That's just, yeah, it's just, it's just not good looks, not what you're expecting for production. And, and the fact that he has such a strong cast around that we're not getting, uh, you know, the typical games that we expect out of him. So I agree with you on that one. Would you chase the Bradley Beal points at 10k? I mean, it sounds like a chase, but, like, there might not be Russell Westbrook. So even though he's likely to see a plethora of like really good defenders and smart Brown and maybe even Tatum at times to just give him a different look. I, it's hard not to like Bradley Beal when he's alone. It's hard not to like Bradley Beal coming off a 60 actual point game. So yeah, I don't, I think he'd be a really good cash game guy. I don't know if I like, if I would be like all in on tournaments, but something, something, someone that you'd want, exposure to one way or another if Westbrook doesn't play. Uh, we got a pretty elite 8K tier here on FanDuel. Paul George, Zach Levine, uh, Donovan Mitchell, whatever you think about him, and Jalen Brown in the 8K range. Um, you know, George looking healthy, loving uh, his play this season, even with Kawhi active. Uh, Levine, you know, again, really strong performances coming off 41 fantasy points uh, against Sacramento, gets the Lakers. Again, Mitchell against Milwaukee, it's not the best matchup. Uh, Mitchell, again, not not the best performance against the Knicks, but he's been you know relatively consistent this year. Uh, and then you basically have to pick a, uh, you know, flip a coin on which Celtic is going to get 50 fantasy points. Uh, it was Jalen Brown this time against Miami, um, you know, and, and he and both Tatum in smash plays here against Washington. Yeah, doesn't it feel like the answer this year is to always use guys against Washington? Like, that just kind of feels like we just saw them in, like, a 270-point total. And, yeah, and well, that was last year, too, remember? They just they were playing in, like, 300-point total games? Yeah, it's actually insane. And they're first in pace, and they're 29th in defensive rating. So, I mean, that kind of brings me back to that smart, like, call. Like, I kind of like smart more. I kind of like Brown quite a bit. I think Brown stands out right here in this tier because even though he's 8,700, they're still – we're still getting you got 54 that's still 6x at his price so um yeah i think jalen stands out to me i actually think donovan mitchell if that game stays close could be like an interesting game stacking play like if put Giannis and bring it back with donovan mitchell mm-hmm. so 
I like that if you think Utah can keep that game close, which I don't know if we do. They just lost to Brooklyn by 100 yeah. without Kevin Durant. But just for saying in tournaments to be different, um, Levine, uh, tournament play, sure. He's actually been really good and, like, consistent. Yeah. So maybe you want maybe, – maybe you can go there and cash, too. Generally, we'd say tournaments only, right? Um, yeah, and, and on DraftKings, these guys are priced up a little bit more, too. Paul George is 91. Jalen Brown is 87. Levine is 86. Devin Booker up in the 8K range on DraftKings um, after a few good games. He's at 82. Mitchell's below them at 76, but Fred Van Vliet bumps up to the 8K tier on DraftKings uh, at $8,100. Where on FanDuel, you have Van Vliet at 78, Booker at 76. Um, you know, I don't think we need to mention SGA. Um, you know, you weren't too high on him the other night. He did have a huge game against the Pelicans. It's the Knicks, you know, but the Thunder aren't really a great team. So, you know, it's more of a GDP only play if you're going with SGA here. Yeah, I think it's only a tournament play. And the Knicks, Knicks have been a really good defensive unit. And R.J. Barrett's going to present problems lengthwise. And uh, I know Alfred Payton's not, but uh, they have pretty good rim protection with Mitchell Robinson back there. So uh, I'm probably... I love Van Vliet personally in this group. Yeah, I do too. I think Fred Van Vliet is um, in elite tournament play. And John, what's the thing that we've been saying about Van Vliet lately? Nobody plays him. No matter what, the price doesn't go up and nobody plays him. So, I mean, you get 55 point upside out of Van Vliet at sub sub 5% ownership every slate. And the Kings defense, uh, not good. Uh, Where do they rank in pace? Uh, Sacramento 11th in pace. So, um, this is a Toronto and Sacramento 11th and 10th. So it's going to be a, a very fast game. Um, sign me up for some uh, some FVV. Yep. Uh, tier below them on FanDuel again. Karis LeVert um, starting tonight. No Kyrie Irving. We'll see what happens here. We'll be on the back back for them. But you know when LeVert is the man in Brooklyn, he is an absolute fantasy monster. Um, and only sixty eight hundred dollars. Uh, Andrew Wiggins questionable to play after an undisclosed. Uh, actually, I guess he's he's not listed on the injury report, so he should be fine. Uh, it is the Clippers. He's at 65. Uh, your boy Derek Rose, uh, probable to play Friday. Did not, I mean, obviously got hurt against Milwaukee, but if he is good to go, um, you know, good spot, I think, for him off the bench against Phoenix. And then Dylan Brooks as that 6K opposite of Brooklyn, also in a back-to-back. Mm, yeah. I don't know if I love Brooks. I, LaVert's the play. Like, yeah, LaVert's that's the play. Yeah, and, and honestly, not really looking too much at that tier outside of LeVert because below them, I think, is where we're really going to be kind of keying in potentially. Uh, Terrence Ross continues to ball out. Again, they just lost Marco Fultz. Like, it keeps on – and lost Evan Fournier is back. It just keeps setting up for Ross. And even if Fournier is back, we could get point Fournier out of this game. Uh, it just sets up nicely for Ross against Houston. Halliburton, though, we kind of alluded to it a little bit already. If Fox sits – uh, I think Halliburton is, is just an awesome play. Halliburton was a good play even with Fox earlier right. in the year. Um, you know, I, but if he, I mean, 34 minutes against Chicago, 17, 7, 6, 46 fantasy points. If he's going to start and get all that run, uh, you know, yeah, Toronto may be a tougher spot, but Toronto hasn't been very good this year defensively. Uh, I think Halliburton's in a, it could be a really great play. Yeah, they haven't been good defensively. And again, it's a really up tempo game with a nice game total. So, uh, we both love Halliburton here, and if Fox doesn't play, I suspect he, 
it'll be slightly chalky. But it, again, 10 games late, there will be ownership depressed everywhere. So um, make sure you get your Halliburton shares in if Fox doesn't play. And honestly, probably fine in tournaments too, like you said, if Fox does play. Uh, any value uh, guys here under the 6K for Shooting God sticking out to you? Uh, no. Bruce Brown, if Kyrie sits again, fine. We didn't mention um, Chizoa if uh, Kyrie sits again. We can go to Chris Chizoa in Brooklyn. He's a, a nice value option at point guard. But I don't see a lot down here, John, honestly. Uh, you know who's having a good game tonight? Danthe Melton's having a good game. And he played like 13 first half minutes, which is almost the equal amount of minutes he played in last game. So I think Danthe Melton could be interesting. What's his price? Uh, he's $3,400. I could, I could play some Danthe Melton at 3400 What was he sitting out for? Was it a COVID thing? Or it was COVID. COVID, okay. So the back-to-back -back wouldn't be nope. too much of a, of a problem probably for him? No, and I mean, he's played 13, 13... This is a guy that we were playing, or that was playing, what, 25 minutes a game last year? Mm -hmm. And now there's no jaw. So uh, I'm having a hard time not liking Danty Melton after seeing what he's done so far uh, on Thursday night. Fair enough. Um, you know, same game, same team, you know, Desmond Bain maybe could be a guy that, uh, if you get 10 games late, if you're really desperate for value, I think there's going to be plenty of value that opens up. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but he got off to a decent start. Uh, and then because it's, it, they're on the slate and it's a podcast that I'm doing, I have to throw out Devontae Graham. Uh, he had 39 fantasy points while once again, shooting horribly. He was two for 14 from the floor, two for nine from three. And yet on FanDuel, he gave you 39 fantasy points. He had four steals, four seven, uh, four rebounds, seven assists, four steals, and 11 points against Atlanta. Um, you know, one of these days, man, one of these days, he is going to pop off and, and break a slate. Only 5K on FanDuel. Um, small forward, LeBron, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see again, back-to-back. -back. Uh, he's seemingly been perennially questionable all year long with an ankle. Yet to actually sit, though, so uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Kawhi against Golden State here, matchup we just saw. Uh, didn't have the best of fantasy output, only 30 fantasy points uh, in that game. And an interesting note that came out was that Kawhi said he plans on playing more back-to-backs this season. Uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly how that turns out. Uh, but the only other guy on FanDuel in that 9K range, Jason Tatum. Uh, again, it was Jalen Brown that had the 50-pointer against Miami. But two games prior, 57 and 55 fantasy points out of Jason Tatum. Uh, I think this is going to be a Tatum game over a Brown game. What say you? I, I can't say. I think they're both as elite as they come. Um, I think maybe a lot of people save $500 and go to Jalen Brown. But then again, I, I think you could play both. So uh, I love them both in this spot. Tatum averaging 47 fantasy points over his last seven games. You mentioned the near 60-point upside. I just... There's there's nothing to say that Tatum won't go for. This could be the ceiling. Like this could be the 65, 70 point. Right. Like like he's gonna have what you know, forty five actual or like Denny Avija on him. So they've, for been, like... so they've been using Hachimura on 
these types of players. Like they played them against Durant, like these lengthy mm-hmm. wing scorers. They used Hachimura on Durant, and Durant cooked them. Um, so I, I suspect we see Hachimura guard Tatum because if you remember that second half in the the Philly game, they started Davis Bertans over um, Donnie. So I wonder if Bertans slides into the starting lineup in this game, or that was just they needed the they wanted the offense. Um, because they were down early. Sure. Uh, interesting Interesting just to, to see how that plays out, but uh, we have seen Hachimura guard guys like Jason Tatum, so I suspect that's how that matchup falls. Okay, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. We'll have to pay attention to that. Uh, a play that you and I were really on the other day was DeAndre Hunter going up against Charlotte because, uh, you know, Charlotte's EVP against small forwards this year, um, you know, hasn't been really good, and I guess that's also... Uh, maybe uh, site dependent, uh, as we found, depending on uh, where you're looking, the DVP numbers uh, are, are a little bit varying. But Brandon Ingram here, under 9K, I think he has, you know, I don't want to, I want to say he has almost as much upside as Jason Tatum does. I mean, he's giving you 30 point scoring nights, actual. He's rebounding, he's giving you assists, he's giving you some blocks, giving you some steals. Uh, and I feel like, once again, he's sort of flying under the radar in terms of ownership. Um, you know, how are you feeling about Brandon Ingram? Any like hot takes here on him? Um, I think we could get 60 fantasy points from, from Ingram here. Um, we saw it out of DeAndre Hunter and, and DeAndre Hunter's not as much of a volume guy as Ingram. And now I'm not saying DeAndre Hunter gave us 60, but he went for 35, went for almost seven X. So, uh, I think Ingram, this could be a ceiling game like we saw earlier in the year. Um, where Ingram was just as shy of a triple-double or a rebound shy of a triple-double uh, against this Charlotte team. And I think Ingram, it, this is one of those spots where, like, if you don't want to spend up on a stud and you want to do a fair and balanced build, I think Ingram is a perfect start. I mean, you could uh, literally start your build Ingram Tatum or Ingram Jalen Brown, and you can win a lot of money doing taking that approach. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both guys could give you, like you said, 50, 60 fantasy point upside. Uh, we've seen Ingram give us that 50-plus a handful of times already this season, including 60 fantasy points on opening night against Toronto, so no doubt there. Uh, another guy balling out lately has been Gordon Hayward uh, on the opposite side of that matchup. I mean, 39 minutes against Atlanta, 44 actual points scored in that game. Uh, you know, he's given us 50 a, a couple times now, high 40s. You know, are we trusting Gordon Hayward at all? Yeah, I don't love the pace down spot for Charlotte. And paying 8400 on DK is a steep price for Gordon Hayward. But if he's going to have 60-point upside, I, I don't fault them for pricing him this way. I just think I'd go up to Jalen. I'd find the extra 100 for Tatum. Or I'd go down to, like, Jeremy Grant, who's 7K. Or R.J. Barrett, How do you feel about 60. Chris Middleton? Safe, safe, reliable uh, kind of in the like Lowry Wall price. He's literally priced like Lowry and and Wall, and he, I feel like it's the same type of player. Like I'm gonna get forty fantasy points, forty two fantasy points out of them, and kind of move on. And feel good about it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, again, going further down, some guys. R.J. Barrett has the Thunder we mentioned already, though. It's like a 208 total in that one. Not the most pleasant uh, match of the target on 10 Gamer. Uh, Harrison Barnes, forever consistent. Um, I think good for cash games. Kyle Anderson, you know, slow-mo. Say what you want about him. 
another guy that's been very consistent. Uh, Eric Gordon keeps on perform producing off the bench there. If Wood is out again, potentially there's a big role for him there under 6K. Uh, Otto Porter has been playing a lot more minutes for Chicago of late, uh, you know, at times and giving you some solid production. Uh, and then there's like guys like Mikel Bridges. I know you've played a lot of Kelly Oubre at 5,300. Josh Jackson's in a revenge game against Phoenix is supposed to be available. You know, what are you thinking about this sort of next tier of guys here? Uh, none of them like stand out in tournaments. I think Otto Porter would probably be the tournament guy. We saw, we've seen two blow-ups out of Porter in his last five. He's had two double-doubles and, but like Barnes profiles as a cash game play, Bridges profiles as a cash game play. Um, so that's kind of how RJ Barrett, you mentioned is, and slow and the total is the pace of that game slow the total of that game is disgusting i don't know how to feel about kyle anderson 6500 he's been good but he's hasn't played well tonight against uh who are they playing cleveland i don't know I, barnes is good for cash i, I think he stand him he stands out the most as a cash game play as out of everyone i'm interested joe harris is 5500 i guess if this same situation occurs tomorrow where or friday where there's no Kyrie, harris is going crazy off the off the uh the brooklyn bench i could definitely get behind him against a, a poor memphis defense yeah all right i can i can see that definitely happening there um, you know, it's second night we're back to back. We'll, we'll we'll see how that whole thing shakes out um, for them there. And, and yeah, to your point, you know, not much else, I guess, as we go down the list here for value. No one is is really jumping out to me. So why don't we just go ahead and uh, take a look at the power forward position? Um, well, I guess Garrett Temple. What do you think about Garrett Temple? He's been playing a lot of minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, and, he, and he's pretty cheap. I mean, I think he's. I just like scroll past and quickly and it's like, oh, Temple's there. He's he's min price over on FanDuel. Um, any any Garrett Temple interest? Thirty two minutes against Sacramento. Yeah, he's fine. I, I don't I don't hate Garrett Temple. They liked him. Bring they brought him in. They liked him and uh, yeah, thirty seven. I, I feel like Garrett Temple's a guy too. If they get blown out, he'll still see a lot of run especially chicago's down a bunch of guys still with COVID. so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, i agree with you on that one yeah, um I'm, power, I'm with you power forward is this a slate you would play Giannis? i know we've you know we're always talking about you can always play Giannis, but there's been so many matches of late detroit chicago the knicks golden state like matches where we weren't really fans of potentially playing on due to the point spread due to the blow nature of these games but here we have it only six against utah and i know utah just was blown out by uh, the Nets there, but I mean, if we think this is going to be one of those competitive games where Giannis plays 35 minutes, I mean, the upside's there. Is this finally a time where we can confidently put him in our lineups? I wish I was on the uh, the people betting the under on 236.5 because it's already down to 231.5. Um, yeah, I think you could play Giannis in tournaments. So 10.9 is not a bad price. I mean, we're what were we paying? We we're paying like twelve k for him every every yeah, slate last year. Yeah, he's eleven two over so. on Fanduel now. So I mean, so you got you need fifty six to get five x. You get sixty five probably makes it comfortable. But like the good thing about Giannis is you get 
I mean, the blocks haven't been there, right? So that, that's been a little disappointing, but we know the blocks and steals upside is like, what, 15 points on FanDuel? Yeah. You can yeah. get like three blocks, two steals, um, plus a triple-double. So, yeah, I think Giannis in tournaments is super elite. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if people think that this is the same Utah like defense, but they're 18th in defensive rating. Um, the only problem is... They are currently 23rd in pace, so it's a significant pace down spot. Milwaukee's fourth, so that that's going to be the only deterrent from. But like, does Yan? Does it matter that Giannis is playing it, in a pace down it's spot? It's not only that it matters. It's and it's not that any team really has someone to match up with Giannis. Right. But Utah rolls out Royce O'Neal and Bojan Bogdanovic and like know. small forward, power forward, like. Yeah, Gobert's at the rim, and Giannis isn't a jump shooter. But, I mean, like, that's a matchup that Giannis should have uh, a big advantage of. We just saw Jared Allen have no problem going up against Gobert. So, uh, no, I I agree. You know, again, I've been hesitant to play Giannis this season because the point spreads were insane. And, you know, NBA, some of these games were able to stay close enough, and he paid on value. Other ones, he didn't. So, uh, for me, I looked at this match. And I was like, oh, you know, finally a spread that's not 14 points. Maybe this is a Giannis game here. Um, Anthony Davis against Chicago would be great. We'll see what happens on the back-to-back there. You said he's from Chicago. They're not playing in Chicago, but, I mean, hometown team there. Uh, Julius Randle. I know, again, we talked about the 200-point total, uh, but Randle's playing 40 minutes a night regardless, so maybe that doesn't really matter too much to you. Yeah, I don't, it really hasn't. I mean, it hasn't mattered for him either, or anyone who who has used him, because he's again. We've seen we saw sixty earlier in the year, and we probably all were like, uh, he's not going to do that again. And then back to back games, he's gotten sixty two point seven and fifty nine point five DK points um, with sixteen and seventeen rebounds. I mean, he's literally doing everything, John. Twenty three, twelve, and seven and a half assists per game. I mean, le- like, let's be honest, like. That's Giannis light numbers if we're just talking about Giannis for for two thousand and twenty one hundred dollars cheaper on on uh on the old DraftKings there so um I'm fine with going Randall I it's a slow total but if he's still gonna put up or it's a it's a low total if he's still gonna put up production like that I I can't see how we don't at least put him in our player pool yeah I'm hundred percent with you on that one. Uh, Christian Wood, we'll have to wait and see with the injury there, but obviously he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, Pascal Siakam finally had a big game. I don't know if it's something I can trust uh, to continue to have it, but 32-9, and uh, by far the best game of his season in a regular amount of minutes. Uh, Zion, $7,800, and James, what's the one thing we always talk about? You attack Charlotte in their front court, back-to-back 40 uh, fantasy point efforts on FanDuel out of Zion. Under 8K over on uh, FanDuel now. Uh, DraftKings, Zion is $7,900 as well. Um, not someone that I've played a ton of, but what are you thinking here about Zion Williamson? Another another guy who's priced like $7,900, $8,000 that I want to play in cash. And I don't love it in tournaments because he's not really flashing the upside we want. We need there. those steals real bad on him. Like, Yeah, we do. And, and that's something that you've, brought up in like since last year like he mm-hmm. was priced at 8k but he wasn't putting up 8k production he was giving us 25 and 12 but he was only giving us 25 and 12 yeah. there, there was nothing else so 
it's good to see the steals. Like he, you know, three and one the last two games. He has two blocks in his last three. Um, but he just hasn't, other than the Christmas, the Christmas Day slate hasn't given us the upside we want to to make me believe that he's anything more than a, a cash play right now. Right, like I, I get at six six two eighty, he's not really he's not Ben Wallace. You know, he's not out there blocking shots. You know, I, you know, he's not a rim. As for as le- athletic as he is, and he can jump over the rim, like he's not a rim protector. Right. But I, then I need him getting steals because he's giving you nothing on the assist level. So like, if he's just a twenty ten guy, you can basically only play him on DraftKings because then at least he get the half a point or whatever it is for the double double and the occasional threes that he hits. But until he gets more consistent defensively for Fanduel, like you said, it's really cash game only. Because uh, I don't think that ceiling is necessarily going to pop uh, like we're hoping for. Um, do you think we ever get more than 27 minutes out of Aaron Gordon? You know, as much as I dislike <laughs> the man, he's been very good lately. <laughs> maybe now that Markel Fultz has gone down, maybe the minutes start to creep up. Uh, just by default? Yeah, just just by, like, necessity, like, able body type of, like, like they started freaking Gary Clark, you know, so... Uh, they're going to need Gordon to play more going forward. But, like, do we need to do that here? I don't know. It, it's a pretty good spot, right? But will he see P.J. Tucker defense? Never something fun. Right. But I don't know. He, can he's, you, he's fine. Can, can you let the people know why we're excited that Marvin Bagley played 29 minutes the other night? Well, uh, you see, season high in minutes – Season high in points, season high in rebounds. He had two blocks, two steals, and went for 46 fantasy points. And um, this was the number four overall pick in the draft for number two? Two, four. Either two or four. An even number draft pick, Marvin Bagley at the time. Um, I think he went number two. I think he went went second. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I finished on number two. and we've mentioned multiple times Toronto has been bad defensively uh, at that small forward power forward position where they used to be so strong with um, Siakam and Ananobi. They have not been the same defenders this year. And if we're going to get near 30 minutes of Marvin Bagley, he's an instant play under 6K for tournaments. I, I'm not ready to go there in cash after one game against a really bad front court. But he has another pretty bad front court in front of him, and uh, I—it's very hard for me not to load up on him in tournaments, and very hard for me not to think he can't go back-to-back forty-point fantasy games. I mean, yeah, I, I'm in love with it. You know, this is one of our favorite players. We were, you know, last year you and I could not wait for <laughs> what we thought was going to be the breakout modern Bagley season. Um, you know, and, and it, it didn't necessarily happen like he was good, um, you know, but he only ended up playing, um, it's only a handful of games, right? He got hurt early on last year, didn't he? They only played, um, yeah, he played, what is, uh, why am I missing that? What did he play? He played 13 games last year. So like, you know, the breakout that we were looking for did not come due to injury after that rookie season that we expected, um, yeah, but still put up 14 and seven. Now he's averaging 12 and eight in this game, uh, this season rather. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. Bagley for me, uh, one of my favorite plays, I think of the slate being under eight K under five, six K rather. Wow. Total tongue tie. And you mentioned, you know, the defense there for Toronto, 
I think not having Ibaka and Gasol there anymore mm-hmm. is causing a big problem for them there. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Um, because uh, Chris Boucher is a, a great shot blocker off the bench, but um, not a great defender. And Baines is just a bruiser. Like, he just he's just a bruiser. Like, we don't profile Aaron Baines as, like, this almighty defender. So I do think they're suffering on the back end. Um, Marcus Ole is a former defensive player of the year, and Serge, we know, has the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag in his back pocket. So... Uh, yeah, I do think that backside is hurting uh, due to to due to those losses. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Let me rattle off a couple of the guys, see if anyone jumps out to you here. We have Gavis Bertans, you mentioned, maybe would bump into that starting lineup. Uh, Bobby Portis has been sort of a blowout specialty of us in our playbooks, but Utah, see if we can be able to use him again, but 39 fantasy points. Boyan, <laughs> super hit or miss. Royce O'Neal has been a guy that we've liked to spend down on. Um, Nicholas Batum recently has been a little bit more consistent. Jay Crowder um, had a really big game uh, the other night against Toronto. Um, you know, any of those guys possibly stick out to you at all? Um, Crowder, forty nine hundred. I I like that price. I like the bounce back game, and now he gets Detroit, who we have loved to attack this year. So I think I'd go there. Obviously, Kuzma, if like Davis sat. I would mm-hmm. be interested in Kuzma. Um, are you skipping out on my boy PJ Washington, John? I think you're skipping uh, out on my boy PJ Washington. Well, um, I figured because they, 30... they play him at the well, they play him at the five sometimes, and Stephen Adams was there. But go ahead, go off on PJ Washington. I mean, I think the, the pro like what I like from PJ Washington, especially like obviously the rebounds have been have been pretty good. I mean, we got 10 rebounds last game, eight the game prior, but it's everything else is kind of coming along. Like he's averaging over a steal. He's averaging just under a block a game. We saw three blocks, two steals. And again, like we've talked about it, he's a better shooter than he's showing right now. And still putting up back to back 30 fantasy point games. I think if the shots start to fall, we could be looking at a 40 point upside guy. And I get it. Steven Adams is there. Um, how many minutes did Biembo play the other night? He played 24. So, yeah, Washington definitely played more at center. But I think he presents a problem for Adams chasing Adams around or having Adams chase him around on the perimeter. Uh, I think he can get a lot of open shots here and, and knock some down. So I do like P.J. Washington uh, in tournaments for sure. Uh, James, it is a 10-game slate. But the center position is uh, not as stacked as it had been in the past. <laughs> uh, Nikola Vucevic is your top price center on today's slate. Not to take anything away from him, but we're accustomed to 10K, 9K plus centers on these slates. Vucevic's at 88 against Houston. Uh, Rudy Gobert's at 84 against Milwaukee. Those are the top two price centers on this slate. We have DeAndre Ayton. Against Detroit at 7,200. Jared Allen all the way up to 7K now Oof. on FanDuel. Uh, that, that's expensive to pay for. Uh, Rashawn Holmes against Toronto at 68 if he's healthy enough to start. Jonas Valanciunas at $6,700 against Brooklyn. And Steven Adams, as I mentioned, $6,500 here against Charlotte. No discounts on Steven Adams. Thomas Bryan against Boston could be an interesting play. Uh, again, center... You know, some obviously talented players, but not the not the stud payups that we're accustomed to. Yeah, I think if 
anybody right there stood out to me, it's Thomas Bryant because um, there could be no Russell Westbrook. And that's intriguing to me because there's obviously rebounds to be had. There's a lot of shot attempts, a lot of usage left out there when Russell Westbrook is off the floor. So um, I think Thomas Bryant stands out the most. We haven't really seen much resistance from those Boston bigs either. So uh, give me Thomas Bryant at, at in this like upper tier of centers and then uh, moving down, it's just, really disgusting i mean well i guess not because we could just you know if christian woods ruled out we just played demarcus cousins again that's true uh yeah i'm curious even if cousins is if wood is active you know we finally got to see cousins over that 20 minute mark they said they've been working on his conditioning do you think we finally get cousins sort of settled in to 20 minutes a night here it seems silly for them just to play him 10 minutes yeah i i mean and you see him, obviously, like he only played 23 minutes. So it wasn't like he played this full no, complement. And, and we sort of expected him to settle because he played 25 right. minutes a night for Golden State. So I don't think we ever expected him to play 30. But I think he's now in that range where I would figure they would have him sit. Yeah, so do I. And um, the way their rotation worked the other night, he was playing with Wall in that like second unit. So I like that a lot, and they kind of get let Harden, you know, operate alone, and then him being Cousins, Wall, and Eric Gordon kind of fill out that second unit when the substitutions come in. So, uh, yeah, I think Cousins could play 25. Like, Harden will play with, with Wood, and Cousins and Wood probably just, like, alternate times on the floor, right? So mm-hmm. if if Christian Wood plays. So, yeah, I, I like that. Um Fifty one hundred is not a bad price, and um, but you skip. We skipped over your boy Mitchell Robinson, so it doesn't even matter. Well, like, they signed Taj Gibson, so I wasn't really sure what was happening. <laughs> I mean, they signed him, but immediate. No, I know. I was just immediate I was impact. You just no, wanted to get a Taj, Taj right. Gibson dig in there. A Fanduel for for Mitch Rob against OKC. I definitely, uh, I'm definitely a little bit of a fan of for sure. And he's back, dude, with the with the peripherals. I mean. Three blocks, three steals, two blocks, four steals, two blocks the last three games. Need it. So, Need it. And 41 minutes against Utah. 41 minutes. I think Nerlens Noel has already been ruled out. Yeah. He's questionable. He's questionable. He didn't play, he didn't play in that game where he played 41. So. so if we get another, you know, if Taj is first game i'm sure he's familiar with the thibodeau system so it's it'll be easy for him to be worked in but also no off season he didn't have an off season because he wasn't on a team so i suspect mitch robinson plays another hefty workload and you know he's getting okc where does okc rank okc's 26th in rebounding this year so uh this could be another 10 plus rebounding outing out of uh mitchell robinson yeah definitely definitely certainly could be uh i'll throw out gorgie dang here um again just someone that we've been he's been playing off the bench regardless his role is just there around 25 minutes um you know against brooklyn always always a guy that if you want to punt maybe uh an option and then of course if tristan thompson and robert williams are out uh daniel tice um did play 28 minutes against miami 22 and a half fantasy points i know you mentioned uh, you know, Tatum and Brown really have all of the production, but 
you know, we saw Tice at times last year be a productive center. And if there really is nobody else there, uh, you know, 30 plus minutes could go his way here. Yeah. And he's going, we've seen on multiple occasions, Daniel Tice be chalk in this type of situation and probably would be again, honestly, uh, at 4,300 on DraftKings. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. If they sit, I guess if one of the, those three guys sit, I feel like the other two are interesting because they both split time. Robert Williams does so much in a short span, and Tristan Thompson is like a double-double guy, like 10 and 10 in like literally 20 minutes. So I think two of them are interesting if one of them sit. I agree with you on that one. Uh, James, like we said, it is a 10-game slate. That does wrap up our position-by-position preview. Uh, If I had to ask you to pick one player right now that maybe intrigues you the most, uh, maybe this person would end up being the cover uh, of the podcast, uh, uh, you know, cover here. Uh, What player would you be picking for your lineups? I think it's a toss-up between Brown and Tatum for me. And, and possibly Brandon Ingram as well. I think those three guys are so close to one another. Um, if I were to pick, I'm going to go with what you said earlier, and I agree. I'll go with Jason Tatum. Uh, we get 40-plus actual out of Jason Tatum here. 60-plus um, fantasy points at 9,200 on DK. I like that. I like that. It's a high usage rate, great fantasy point per minute. We know this game total is going to be massive as well. Uh, and the Wizards don't play a lick of defense. So, you know, I won't be hating on any Jason Tatum calls for this slate at all. Uh, that wraps it up for us. Uh, I am on the playbook. Uh, James, you are doing the VV, what? the value vault. The value vault for James Rondé. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, live stream, podcast, starting five, fast break, playbook. Of course, we'll always be in chat. You can get us on Twitter. We'll have your back for this 10-game slate. We'll talk to you next time.